cross, a tree hewn. It was cut down from somewhere else, just like your Christmas tree is, brought into your living room. The cross was cut down from somewhere else and brought onto the hill called Calvary. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. In Grace is wishing you a Merry Christmas, and we hope you enjoy today's special Christmas message called The Real Christmas Tree. Hi, this is Jim Scudder, and welcome back to In Grace here on this Tuesday, December 19th. And guess what? Today we're going to talk about the real Christmas tree. Now, Christmas trees are kind of unusual, aren't they? That we cut down a tree, we bring them in the house, we decorate them. Now, I, I happen to like Christmas trees, and I really like the fresh ones, the real ones. Now, I'll just confess, we don't have a real one. Uh, it's so much easier not to, but I do enjoy the real Christmas trees. Uh, but isn't it funny that we have a Christmas tree? And of course, it's nowhere in Scripture or anything. But as long as it's as long as you're you're careful with these traditions, there's nothing wrong with them. But I'm going to tie in the real Christmas tree. I'm going to talk about a tree that we do find in Scripture that is meaningful not just for Christmas but all year long. And so you'll see that in just a few minutes when we get into today's message, where we'll be in Genesis chapter two and Galatians chapter. Three, But right before we get into that, let me tell you about a couple things going on here at InGrace. And I'm excited about all of these. Number one, InGrace isn't just a radio program or a podcast. By the way, if you don't get our podcast, you can find the InGrace podcast on any podcast platform, just about. I shouldn't say any, but most, almost all of them. So if you want to find our podcast, just search for In Grace and, and we'll probably be there. We also have a television program that airs every Wednesday on TBN, so tomorrow night on TBN, or anytime on YouTube and Roku. And I got to meet some of our great In Grace listeners. They're out in the Dakotas. And they say, hey, Pastor, I watch In Grace. I said, how do you watch it? They said, well, we have Roku. And so if you have Roku, Roku can be either a, a little device or it might be an app on your smart TV. And just search for In Grace when you go into Roku. And once you find us, go ahead and subscribe to that. And then we put out new In Grace adventures all the time and you get to watch those. And uh, that same is on YouTube. When you go to YouTube, just search for In Grace and there you can watch all of our exciting In Grace episodes. We travel all over the world to bring you insights into God's truth and God's word. And so let me encourage you to search for for InGrace on YouTube and on Roku. And also, while you're on our website, ingraceradio.com, you can sign up for our devotionals. We put out daily devotionals, and you can get those emailed for free every day to you. Now, some of you say, hey, I want to use your devotionals. Do you have any devotional plans on the Bible app, the YouVersion Bible app? We do, as a matter of fact. So if you have the YouVersion Bible app, just search for InGrace, and there you can find all the devotional plans that we have as well. So just some things to think about and consider where InGrace can be a blessing to you, and all of these are free. Now, those of you that say, hey, I want to support InGrace, we have a really exciting way of thanking you and it has to do with things that you can only get from us here at InGrace. I'm going to tell you more about that at the end, but I'm excited because as we near the end of the year, we want to make sure that we pay all of our bills. And to do that, we're going to rely on the Lord, of course, but maybe the Lord is asking you to help InGrace. 
And so when you help in grace right now to the end of the year, we have a matching gift challenge going on where your gift is going to be doubled. And so when you contact us and your gift is $20, it's going to be doubled to 40 and we're going to give you a really nice gift of original Christmas cards. Again, I'll tell you more about that at the end, but start to pray about that and consider what God might want you to do so more people can hear the gospel of grace. How many of you have real Christmas trees? You're proud people if you do. You're not sane, but you're proud if you have a real Christmas tree. I mean, what kind of people are we that bring in a fake tree and put it into the living room? I just, I think it's terrible when people do that. We have a real, we, uh, we've had real Christmas trees. And I love them. I really do. But no matter what you do, they dry out pretty quick. And uh, it's a mess. And it's hard. But have you ever wondered where that tradition came from, Christmas trees. I remember one year, we were up in northern Minnesota in a cabin, and I thought it'd be fun to go out and cut down a Christmas tree. And our kids were little, so they stayed back in the cabin with Karen, and she was cooking or doing something or baking. Uh, And so I took, we had the, you remember those old conversion vans? These things were massive. Everyone had to have one at one point. I don't know why we did that either, but anyways. So I had that. And I had some cross-country skis and a little sled and a saw. So I I headed out. I knew where a logging trail was, and I was going to park the van, get out and ski on this trail, cut down a nice tree that I knew about, and then bring it back in the van. So once I got there, it was about five miles away from the cabin, I pulled off the side of the road, which I thought was a shoulder, but it was just hard snow that they had plowed. And those vans, you're not going to get them out, even if it wasn't buried in snow. So I thought to myself, well, I can just ski back to the cabin because I know the woods and I know the trails and that's no big deal. And while I'm out here, I might as well accomplish my mission. That's what guys do. You know, we don't want to just go out there and, and not accomplish what we've set out to do. So I figured I'll go out there, I'll cut down the tree, I'll put it in the sled and I'll pull it behind me while I ski all the way back to the cabin. And so I did. But it took forever, and it was getting dark, and I was sweating, and then it got cold, and I thought, I don't know. This isn't good. You know, once you've committed to something, and you're kind of halfway or past halfway, you can't go back, and if you do, you're going back to a stuck van. But see, I knew my wife. I knew she would be concerned about me. I knew she thought I'd be gone maybe an hour, and I thought I'd be hearing helicopters any moment, and I'd maybe send off a a flare or something, which I didn't have, but I'd figure that out. Nothing. Finally, it was almost black, and I finally stumbled into the campground, and there's the cabin, and I stumbled inside, almost fell on the floor, and she turned around and said, oh, hi, hon, how are you? I said, honey, I barely survived. I barely made it. I just barely, you know, survived freezing to death, and she had no clue. She didn't know I was in trouble. She didn't know this was a major emergency. She just went on her way doing whatever she was doing. And I think eventually she would have called the life insurance company. But um, no. But that's why I don't go and get a real Christmas tree after that episode. But why do we have Christmas trees? Where did that start? It's certainly not in the nativity story we just read. It's not in there. But I do think there is such a thing as a Christmas tree in the Bible. And we're going to talk about the real Christmas tree today. But 
it started, you know, several centuries ago. The Germans are attributed to starting to bring in trees. Actually, Martin Luther is said to have been walking through the woods in the forest and looking through the trees and seeing the stars, and he had that idea, wouldn't it be neat if we could light up the tree? And so it is said that he put candles on the tree, and that was a tradition for a few years. Not a very wise tradition. Candles on a tree. But now we have electric lights, and, and we have our trees, and we decorate them, and it's an oddity, isn't it, that we do this? But I like it. I really do. The Puritans uh, from New England and before didn't like those types of things. As a matter of fact, one of them, uh, Oliver Cromwell, was a Puritan in England. He said, the heathen traditions of Christmas carols, decorated trees, and any joyful expression that desecrated that sacred event should not be happening. And I'm glad that we don't hold to that. I think we can easily get swayed by tradition and lose sight of what's important. And that seems to happen all over. But we find trees in the Bible right away. We find them in Genesis chapter 2. There's a whole garden full of trees. Of course, God created the planet and the trees appeared. God planted a garden in Genesis 2.8. It says, eastward in Eden, and there put the man whom he had formed out of the ground, made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant in the sight and good for food. What a beautiful place that must have been. The tree of life. Also in the midst of the garden. So we have a particular tree called the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, if you know your Bible, you know what happened. God said you can have any tree. You can eat of any tree, but not one. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. See, there was an innocence. You see these little kids running around. They're innocent. They don't, they don't have that, that knowledge of good and evil yet. And Adam and Eve had that innocence in that garden. And once they disobeyed God and they ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, something changed. The whole world changed. They had disobeyed God and sin entered the world and death by sin and all have sinned so all face death. We had a longtime member die, a man that was very tall, very thin, very frail. He had a warbly voice. He stuttered. He was so embarrassed. He got teased Mercifully, you know what I'm saying. You're going to tease me now, right? <laughs> but people kidded him and made fun of him all his life. And he longed for the return of the Lord. He longed for a new body. He longed for the ability to be able to speak normal and not be made fun of. And at the very moment that he passed away, the Bible says you're instantly with God. And he experienced that. And what a wonderful day it will be when we'll see him, Richard Walters, in heaven, restored. But that tree, that disobedience, right away God kicked them out of the garden. He put a cherubim with a flaming sword to protect the garden to make sure they didn't go back in. Why? Because it says that they might not eat of the tree of life. Because if they'd eaten of the tree of life, they would have been in this perpetual state of sin and disaster and destruction. And God didn't want that. And we do see the tree of life again, don't we? In the end of the Bible, in the future, we're going to see the tree of life again. And we'll be able to partake of the tree of life. Where did that tree go? No one knows. No one knows. But we do come to another tree in the Bible. And I believe this is the real Christmas tree.
get ready to celebrate the holiday season within grace. This year, we have fantastic gifts to thank you for your support. With any gift amount, we'll send you 10 Christmas cards featuring original artwork on the front, inspiring Bible verses inside, and the gospel on the back. This will help you show Christ's love this holiday season. For gifts of $35 or more, it gets even better. You'll not only receive those beautiful Christmas cards, but also 10 authentic olive wood Christmas ornaments from Bethlehem, Israel. And for gifts of $100 or more, you'll also receive a stunning olive wood nativity scene from Bethlehem, a cherished piece that will grace your home for years to come. Are you ready for more excitement? A generous benefactor is doubling all gifts for the remainder of 2023. That's right, your donations will be doubled. So, make this holiday season truly magnificent within Grace. Call us now at 800-78-GRACE. That's 800-78-GRACE. Or visit us at ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Become part of the InGrace family and celebrate the season of giving. Don't miss this special opportunity to take on the matching gift challenge and double your support. That's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. The cross, a tree hewn, cut. It was cut down from somewhere else, just like your Christmas tree is. Brought into your living room, the cross was cut down from somewhere else and brought onto the hill called Calvary. And there, upon that cross, upon that tree, Jesus hung. Many people put lights on their trees, and it's beautiful. Jesus was the light of the world on the tree. Can you imagine that? The light of the world is now on the tree we put presents under the tree. God put his present on the tree. Just as you decorate your tree, God's gift was decorated on his brow, on his hands, on his body, were streams of crimson blood. The gift from God was signed to the world, to mankind, to you from God. Can you imagine the gift that God has given? There's a story in World War I. The Prince of Wales in England was invited to one of the hospitals that contained the war wounded. The hospital, they said, had 36 men that were wounded, and the Prince of Wales accepted the invitation and came to visit and as he went through the wards and was speaking to people and thanking them for their service, he was moved and he was touched because of the sacrifice. They had sacrificed. They had been wounded so that he and the rest in England could have freedom. But he got done and he said, you know, you said there was 36 and I only saw 30 men. Where are the other six? And they said, well, uh, we probably won't want you to go into the next room because they're the ones that are very seriously maimed and wounded. And the Prince of Wales says, no, I must go and I must thank them. They led him into another room and these men truly were pretty disfigured and it was a pretty horrible sight, but it, he was glad that he was able to go and see the sacrifice 
and thanked them personally. And he thanked those men. And he, he got done and he said, you know what? There's only five here in this room. Isn't there a, one more? And they said, yeah, there, there's one more man, but he is, he is grossly disfigured. You don't want to see him. You cannot see this. He was missing all his limbs. His face was disfigured. The Prince of Wales says, no, I must go and personally thank him. And he walked into that one last room and there was that one last man. And it was a horrible sight, so horrible that I can't even describe it to you. And the prince just stood there, tears coming down his face. He leaned down and kissed the man on his forehead. And he said, thank you for being wounded for me. That is the gift of God for you. His son was horribly treated, horribly wounded. And the worst of it wasn't the physical. The worst of it was he became sin for you. All the heinous sins in the world he took upon himself on the real Christmas tree. When Jesus was on the cross, there were two men next to him. Both of them, the Bible says, were malefactors. They were evil people. They deserved to be there. Jesus didn't. It says in Luke 23, 39, one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, if thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. What a tragic man. What a horrible response. But the other answered, rebuked him, saying, dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, for this man hath done nothing amiss. The one man, the one thief said, if you're really God, just get us out of this situation. The other one said, no, he is God and we deserve to be here and he doesn't. The second thief recognized his sinful condition, recognized his need, and he put his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He accepted the gift. He accepted the present from God. And what does it say? Look at verse 42. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, verily I say unto thee, today shalt thou be with me in paradise. When Richard Walters took his last breath, immediately he saw the face of God. Immediately he was in paradise. Immediately was his frail, thin, weak body instantly healed. I wonder if we'll even recognize him. I do remember him from a child, and he was tall. You know, the smaller you are, the bigger things look, right? It just looked like he went into the sky, and he had his green suit on. And forever he wore that suit. He longed for the return of the Lord. He couldn't wait for the return of the Lord. It's kind of sad how his life ended. You know, he's usually in church, and lately I've been making sure because he looked frail. Hey, have you guys seen Richard? And yeah, we saw him Sunday. He's okay. And then we had the pageant, and no one saw Richard, but we thought maybe because of the pageant, it was just so busy, we just missed him. And then we got a call from one of our doctors that he had missed an appointment. So one of our pastors went out to look for him and found out that he wasn't in his apartment. The mail was piling up. Looked around at several hospitals and found that he was in the hospital, literally on his deathbed. He had been there for nine days. We didn't know. Immediately, Pastor Julian and I went to see him. We stood at his bed. 
and he was in pain and he was suffering and his breathing was labored. And he was able to barely recognize us and he looked at us and he was saying something we couldn't understand. And we said, Richard, it's okay. It's okay. You'll be able to be with the Lord. And it wasn't maybe 12 hours later he took his last breath. Let me ask you a question. When you're in that situation, and you will be, have you received the gift like the second thief did? Have you said, I'm a sinner and I need a savior? Richard did that when he was younger, at least, I guess, 40 years ago. I don't know exactly when he was saved, but I know for sure he knew for sure he had put his trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. He had accepted God's gift and he had believed. See, we have sin and we can't do anything about it. That's why God sent his son on that real Christmas tree to be the gift of God, to die in your place, to take your sin for you. And when you accept that he did that, what happens? He has you and you have him. It's a wonderful thing to know for sure you're on your way to heaven. It's not based on how you live. It's not based on what you do. It's based on faith and trust in him. There's a message that God gave when he is presenting this gift to you. And the message is actually from Jesus. And it says this, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And it's as if God is holding out a gift to you that is called eternal life. What do you have to do? All you have to do is receive it. How do you receive the gift of eternal life? All you do is you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. He died for you on a cross. His gift is stained with blood. His gift is heaven and a future with him, a restoration of all things. And one day, like Richard, you'll be free from the very presence of sin and the effects of sin and cancer. And I know some of you are going through some horrible things, yourself or family members, all of that healed instantly. And that's really the only solution to our health problems, to our social problems, is receiving the Lord Jesus Christ. And you have that opportunity right now. Eternal life is a free gift. It was paid for by Jesus on the cross, the real Christmas tree. And if you'll believe in him, trust in him, not your religion, not a person or a priest or a pastor, but in Jesus. If you'll put your trust in him, you'll be saved. And that's the greatest gift uh, that you'll ever, ever received, and that's eternal life. And if you would like to talk to someone about that, please contact us. We would love to talk to you more. 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE or go to our website, ingraceradio.com. Now, at the beginning of the program, I told you how you can get some really nice original artwork Christmas cards. And let me also say this, our Christmas cards from Ingrace have the gospel on them. So we have five different Christmas cards, all original artwork, and we're gonna give you two of each. So that's 10 Christmas cards, and we're going to send them to you for your gift of any amount. So if you can give, let's say $15, 
right now that gift is going to be matched and doubled. And so won't that be wonderful to be able to give to the Lord, more people hear the gospel through In Grace Media Ministries, and you'll get these beautiful original Christmas cards. And contact us today, 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to ingraceradio.com. Now, if your gift is $35 or more, we'll send you the cards and we'll send you 10 beautiful Christmas ornaments that are carved out of olive wood from Bethlehem. What a beautiful thing to have in your home, olive wood from Bethlehem. If you can give a gift of $100 or more, we're also gonna send you a beautiful olive wood nativity from Bethlehem. So all of these great resources, the nativity, the ornaments, and the cards for your gift of $100 or more, and your gift is gonna be doubled. So contact us here at Ingrace right now. Don't miss your chance to be a part of Ingrace's matching gift challenge. A generous benefactor is doubling all gifts for the remainder of 2023. For any gift amount, we'll send you 10 Christmas cards with original artwork as a thank you. For $35 or more, you'll also receive 10 authentic olive wood Christmas ornaments. And for gifts of $100 or more, we have a stunning olive wood nativity scene just for you. Be a part of our matching gift challenge. Double your generosity and pay it forward. Call 800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Ingrace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. Ingrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.